0: John 1 14 says the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. Our prayer is that you might see God's love and faithfulness as you listen to our Sunday morning message here at First Methodist Bryan. and the choir and Angela, thank you. Today we're going to focus on Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 12, and the fourth part of the Lord's Prayer. Hear the word of the Lord. Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? So in everything, do to others, what you would have them do to you for this sums up the law and the prophets this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god father god we thank you for your word and and my prayer our prayer is simple that your holy spirit would speak to our hearts and minds and that we would not just be hearers of the word only but those who do what you ask us to do so lord come and speak today in the name of jesus i pray amen there was a great pastor named dr harry ironside he tells the time he went to a cafeteria he was filled up there were no places to sit except at a table with this man eating alone and so dr harry ironside sat down and as was his custom he bowed his head and he began to pray. And the fellow on the other side, when he was through praying, said, What are you doing? Why are you bowing your head? And Dr. Ironside said, Well, I was just giving thanks to the Lord for my food. And the man said, That's crazy. You believe that crazy stuff? And Dr. Ironside said, You, you mean to tell me that you, you don't give thanks for all the blessings you receive? You don't give thanks for your food? And the man said, no. I just jump right on in. Dr. Ironside said, oh, you're like my dog. When I put my food out for my dog, he just jumps right in too. But at least my dog wags its tail." You got a dog that wags its tail? That's their way of saying thanks. Amen? For us, we sit at a table, we should give God thanks. I hope you make that a habit. The other day, Karen and Jacob and I were out to eat, and we were about to eat, and I noticed a couple had just been served across from us, and this young couple joined hands and bowed their heads, and they prayed. I was so glad for that witness, and I hope that all Christians would do that in public and, and do that at home in private. Today, we're looking at giving thanks for our daily bread. We're looking at the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, by some reckoning, there are six petitions. The first three have to do with the glory of God. The last three have to do with us and our needs. Last couple of weeks, I've been preaching this sermon series, so you can go back and watch them all, and you can watch Jeremy, who's preaching the same uh, basic sermons. And we're using an outline from Navigator's Ministry in the 24-7 prayer ministry called PRAY, P-R-A-Y. The P stands for pause, R for rejoice, A for ask, and Y for yield. Today we're going to get to the A, but before we do that, I I thought I would put together for you what I do. This is me, and I I need to encourage you to do something. I've been asking you to set aside a time and a place to pray. I hope that you're doing that. I, I ask you, because I know it will be one of the greatest things that will ever happen in your life. It's to set aside a time and a place. I ask you to do it because Jesus asked you to do it. He did it. And when his disciples came and asked him how to pray, I'm sure they had already observed that he would go to a place and set aside a time and he would pray. Not that we're not supposed to be praying without ceasing and walking in the Spirit and fellowshipping with the Lord. But it's important to set aside a time and a place. I don't want to have a show of hands, but I do want you to make that commitment to set aside a time and a place to pray. And when you do, you ought to have some pattern in mind, some structure on how you're going to pray. The rabbi Jesus taught his disciples a prayer it was not to be something just memorized by rote memory it was a structure so for me and you have to develop your own way but for me when i enter into his presence i spend time rejoicing giving him praise exalting his name you're going to see an outline that shows that i just praise god for who he is first as a child of god i get to call him father what a privilege. And then I, I know the Lord is my rock and my salvation. He, he's my shepherd. There are so many things I praise him for. And the next part that Jesus taught us when we pray is to pray, your kingdom come. So that means I'm certainly praying and seeking the kingdom of God. And I'm doing that praying and asking for people to come to know the Lord Jesus that they would enter into the kingdom of God, that they would be born again, born of the spirit, and they would come to know Christ as their savior. I hope you have, and if you don't, make a list of people that you want to pray for their salvation. It's the most important thing for eternity. And so I'm glad early on in my prayer that there are people I'm praying for that they would enter the kingdom. But for those who've already entered the kingdom, that is believers like you, I'm praying that you would experience the fullness of God's kingdom blessings. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. So I'm praying for that, that you would experience that and in your life, and that my, my friends and my family who know the Lord, they would experience that. Then the next part, Jesus says that you're to pray your will be done on earth as in heaven. So in prayer... I spend time discerning God's will. I meditate upon His word, and I try to apply His word to my problems and the decisions I've ha- I have to make. Anybody have any problems other than your pastor? Many of you are lying. You're in God's house. You're lying. You have problems. I know you do because you live. And If you, ha- if you live, you've got problems. You've got decisions you have to make. You should have a time where you're praying and seeking God's will, just as much as you're seeking the kingdom, you should seek his will and discern what it is. Sometimes decisions are really, really hard to know. And you do the very best that you can. All of this time in prayer at the very beginning is a time where we're really focused on the Lord. This next turn in the prayer is you begin to focus On your needs and the needs of others. And so, Jesus said that we're to ask, Give us this day our daily bread. Bread is a metaphor. What is bread? It's a metaphor for everything you need in life. If you're a person and you're out making a living and you're bringing home money to support the family, you're called the breadwinner. That means you're bringing home the things that your family needs. Well, when you're asking the Lord for your daily bread, let's call it daily bread living, then you're asking the Lord for the things that you need. Now, Jesus knew his disciples, and they knew in their mind, when he said daily bread, what they were thinking. I wonder if you can imagine what they were thinking. They were thinking, in the history of their nation, there was a time where God miraculously provided for his people daily bread every single day. The people of Israel were wandering in the desert, and they had no food. But every day the Lord provided manna. He only gave it a day at a time. He didn't give it two days at a time except on the Sabbath. Sabbath. And if they tried to store it up and eat it, it had maggots in it and it was gross. Everybody say gross. What was the Lord teaching those people for 40 years so that the Jewish people and the disciples Jesus had knew instinctively, they knew because it was ingrained in them, that the Lord provides for us day by day. That's it. The Lord Jesus also knew Scripture. And there happens to be a lot of Scripture in the Old Testament that talks about daily bread. Let me offer one that I know everybody Jesus was speaking to would have remembered. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7, nine, seven to 9. Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Keep me neither po- Give me neither poverty nor riches, But give me only, what? My daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? In other words, I don't need the Lord. Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. When you are asking for your daily bread, do you realize that there are certain things taking place that are unspoken, that are just happening One of the things that happens when you begin to pray this is you acknowledge your dependence on God. You acknowledge that you need the Lord to provide for you. You humble yourself when you do that. The book of James says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. You see this prayer give us this day our daily bread, you begin to acknowledge that you're not a self-made person. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote, what do you have that you did not receive from God? That's a rhetorical question. But the answer is nothing. And when you pray, give me this day our daily bread, you're acknowledging your complete dependence on God to meet all of your needs. Then, when I, when I was reading and studying for this sermon, I was trying to think of those things where Jesus talked about our dependence upon Him. Did you know Jesus told a parable about a man who thought he didn't need God? There's a parable of a certain rich man, Jesus said, yielded an abundant harvest, He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. I have so much. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and I'll build bigger barns. And there I will store my surplus grain. And then I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, drink, and be merry. And then Jesus said, but God said to that man, You fool. This very night your life will be demanded of you and then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And this is how it will be for whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. This rich man did not acknowledge dependence on God. You don't need to be a rich man north of Richmond which is a real popular song today. You don't need... To be that man, to refuse to acknowledge your dependence on God, you just need pride in your heart. And you can be poor and have pride in your heart, and you can be rich and have pride in your heart. It doesn't matter. What matters is you realize that everything you have is from the hand of God, and you acknowledge your dependence upon him. When we pray our daily bread, that should be part of your thought. When you think that, then it ought to grow into another thing, and that is you ought to grow in gratitude for all that you have. Bread is always in the Bible as, used as a general term for the necessities of life. In the very beginning, it says, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Bread is just all the things you need for life that come from your Heavenly Father. I think this prayer will change you when it gets into you and you begin to grow in gratitude So let me ask you, when you pray, how much time do you spend just giving God thanks for all the blessings that he pours out? How much time? I would think, I know for me, I'll speak for me, I could certainly increase my time giving thanks and remembering all the blessings I have. And that leads me to the next part. When I pray, Lord, give me this day my daily bread, i got to make a confession. Can I make a confession? Y'all won't tell another soul, right? I'm sure nobody gossips. i got to confess to you when I get to this part, I'm sometimes a little anxious about my daily bread. I wonder about my needs, about the needs I have of my family. And so this... Part of the prayer makes me stop and deal with my own worry and my, my faith. Just Jesus said this. Here's what he said. I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body is more than clothes. So for me... If I'm worried or anxious about something, i got to remember God's track record. It's pretty good. The choir just saying, He's never failed me yet. Pretty good track record. Amen? Amen? So when you're praying, pray His Word and stand upon a promise. If worry comes to your mind, just remember Philippians 4.19. You should have it memorized, and God will supply all your need according to His riches in Christ Jesus. The Lord makes that promise for us. So, you see, there's a lot more involved in just praying this little phrase, give us this day our daily bread. It's a time of giving thanks for that daily bread. Before Before I ask the Lord for my daily bread, it might be good to bring the receipts and give to him for all the daily bread he's already provided Give him thanks for the daily bread he gives you. He meets your needs. Then, for me, I begin to intercede for other people. Because you know that this prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say just give me my daily bread. So this creates a heart of compassion for us where we're praying for other people. I hope you're praying for other people. The church has a prayer list I hope and encourage you to take that prayer list and pray for the other people on that list. Some of the things you have no idea what their needs are because of the HIPAA law, there are certain things we won't put in prayer list, but we, we want you to know to pray for these people. Pray for their needs. I hope you have a list of other people you're praying for. How encouraging it is to know that you're praying for one another, that you're praying for your staff and your pastor and your church and its ministries. There there needs to be this time of intercession. Then, Then, after I pray for others, I talk to the Lord about my own needs. Here's what Jesus said. When you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again. Don't be like them, Jesus said, for your Father knows exactly What you need before you even ask. So there was a time in my life when, I got to tell you, I was dealing with this in a logical way, and I thought, Lord, if you know what I need before I even ask, why do I need to ask? Is that a logical question? And then I thought about the fact that I'm a parent. My kids, I knew what they needed before they even asked but i would wait till they asked i'd wait on purpose until they asked because it would give me great delight to meet their needs i think maybe that's one reason why i've learned to ask for things that i know the lord already knows i need I'm not the only person struggling with the logic of that. One of the great theologians, Martin Luther, struggled with it, and he wrote in his small catechism this, God gives daily bread indeed without our prayer. He also gives it to the wicked. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to know it and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. I think the Lord delights when he hears us asking. For the things that we need. And not just the things that we need. But we have a promise from God. And you should memorize this. Psalm 37 verse 4. Take delight in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. That verse blows me away. That the God of the universe who created everything that is. cares about you so much. That if you take delight in him, he promises that he will give you the desires of your heart. I think that's why it's a joy to go to our Father and have the attitude that we know that our Father wants to give us the desires of our heart. Promises to meet our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Let me wrap up this message. God gives us daily bread, all the things we need to sustain our body and to feed our soul. Your biggest need is always spiritual, it's always the inner work, the inner work. Your biggest need is a loving relationship with God to keep that always there. Your biggest need, you don't have to believe me, believe Jesus. Here's what he said. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Your biggest need is what comes from the Lord. His very word, and of course the living word, Jesus. Jesus will do for your soul what bread does for your body. Your greatest need is to walk in the Spirit and to feed upon Him. I think that's why Jesus said, Whoever feeds on me will live because of me. And whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Do you know Him? Do you know Him as your bread? Do you know him as the one who laid his body down on the cross? The one who we will take bread and break it to represent that very act of sacrifice for your sins and mine? Do you know him? Is he your daily bread? Because I think when we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, because he is the bread of life, we're also praying, Lord, give me all of you let me feed upon you and meet my greatest need a relationship with you. If you don't know him today, if you don't know him as your daily bread, as the one that feeds you, I want to pray for you. Those of you that know the Lord and he's your daily bread, I pray that you would begin to to develop your prayer life and the way that you're going to pray because that's where you're going to be fed let's pray father i thank you for your word thank you that jesus is the bread of life he is our daily bread the daily bread of our soul if there's anyone here that doesn't know him i pray for them today they would just say jesus i know you died for me you laid down your life for me so that i could be redeemed by your blood so lord redeem me i confess my sins before you and I take up my cross to follow you. Lord, be my daily bread. And for these who've made that decision, I pray today that, that each and every one would set aside time to pray. That they would seek you. And, and I know when they do, they will find you. When they seek you with all their heart. And that they would develop their prayer life. And find a way of prayer that works for them. So that every day they would feed on the manna from heaven on you. Lord, thank you for meeting all of our needs. For giving us all our daily bread. And for helping us and inspiring us to help other people have their needs met. Because we're all in this together. Father, I just pray for my brothers and sisters today. For their daily bread in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening with us. We hope that you have encountered the risen Jesus today. If you want to hear more, please consider subscribing. We would also welcome you to join us in person. For more information, please visit us at fmcbryan.org.